Welcome to Hormones with Sam, your guide through the confusing world of hormone health. I'm your host, Sambo Patrick, here to help you demystify and unlock the secrets to living a vibrant, happy life. Together, let's make hormones fun and sexy. So today we're going to be talking about menopause. And I say that with passion because menopause is an exciting time and hopefully by the end of this podcast, you'll be a little bit more excited about hearing about it, discussing it and maybe transversing through it. You see, menopause is a natural time in your life. You're not broken if you're going through menopause. In fact, it's inevitable. Menopause is a beautiful time where you can find yourself, balance your hormones and get on with the next chapter in life. So what is menopause and why do women go through it? Well, we have these eggs when we're born. You might have heard about them. Boys don't have them. Us girls do. Uh, By the time we've been through our fertile years, which for most women is around 40 to 45, all those eggs are hatched. So the whole idea of having eggs there, and we're born with a certain number of eggs. We don't create more eggs as we go on. They pop out. If there's a sperm around, they'll collide. There'll be an impregnation, a conception, and then a baby might happen baby doesn't happen um, or there's no sperm around, the egg will start to decay and be flushed out of the body with what we know or call typically a period. Now, when those eggs are used up, you go through a natural transition time called menopause. And menopause is technically 12 months since your last period. That's all it means. However, the terms are being used a lot at the moment. Perimenopause, pre-menopause, post-menopause, climactic menopause, and it can get really confusing. So I want to break it down, try and help you understand some of the terminology and the fact that you're not broken, okay? Now, while those eggs are being hatched, those eggs produce certain hormones that get your body prepped for a potential pregnancy. So progesterone levels go up, estrogen levels go up. When there's no impregnation and there's no collision of a sperm, those hormone levels naturally drop down and it's the dropping of your progesterone that leads to a period. If those hormones don't naturally drop down and they stay up, we either know your body's not clearing them out, so you might end up with PMS or premenstrual syndrome, so high estrogen, headaches, migraines, mood changes, that sort of thing, or you've fallen pregnant. So those are the, the two things that can happen. Now, when the eggs are all hatched, The body just doesn't suddenly go, well, we don't need those hormones. It goes, we've got plan B. And plan B is that your adrenal glands and other parts of your body start producing those hormones that the eggs used to. So it should be seamless. But for many women, that's not what's happening. And they feel like they're broken. Or worse still, they're being told that they're broken when they're not broken. Now, progesterone and estrogen play a very important role in making us feel balanced. Progesterone stabilises our endometrial tissue, which is the lining inside your uterus. So if you've got low levels of progesterone, you can have heavy periods, clotty periods, more frequent periods. And that's certainly one of the symptoms that women will notice going through the change of life, that their periods start to change, that they might get heavier or scant or clottier, more painful. And that's often because the progesterone levels have dropped but that doesn't need to stay like that forever. And that's the good news. Now, estrogen, an incredible hormone when it's in balance, absolutely makes us psycho when it's not. So I call it Bridget Jones hormone. It will be one of those, it's the hormone where you're laughing at the TV one minute, you know, (laughs) and then you're just like, where are the tissues? Like it 
makes us go on a bit of a roller coaster ride, particularly if you're too producing too much of it. So women are either producing too much of estrogen going into menopause or it will normal out or they might drop their estrogen levels. Now there's an absolute myth that during menopause every woman drops her estrogen levels and that's simply not the case. When they do saliva testing, many find that their estrogen levels have gone from being very high their whole life to normal or they've gone from normal to low or they've just neutralised. So the assumption that your estrogen levels have dropped through menopause and being told that that's the case and you need HRT, absolute myth. Now, with the estrogen levels, it's also our mood stabiliser. So it makes us feel normal. When we drop it, we can start to feel a bit anxious or depressed or OCD or if you think about Bridget Jones, you know, all over the show. It also can make us um, very dry downstairs in our private parts. It can create flushes. In fact, progesterone and estrogen are both responsible for these symptoms that women have during menopause. And they include things like flushes, which is, um, I'll describe one actually. So a flush will be a feeling, um, it might hit you in the middle of the night and you'll be lying there nice and asleep, you know, dreaming about shopping or doing whatever. And then next thing you go, and it almost catches your breath and you get this sudden surge of heat and it is awful. You feel like you can't breathe and your body's been crushed and that's a flush. Now, some women actually sweat with it, go red in the face with it. And it can be very disconcerting if you're in a board meeting. Flashes tend to be the heat thing and the flush tends to be the sweat thing. Um, very common. And in fact, actually, I should say, this is a very interesting st statistic. I prepared this statistic last week for a talk I gave. Um, at the moment in Australia, there's 3.2 million women going through menopause. 3.2 million women. Now, 60 to 80%, 6 to 8 in 10 of those women are reporting adverse events. That's a huge number of women. That's 2 million women are going through menopause with, you know, having an awful time of it. And you might be one of them. You might have a girlfriend who's really suffering with it. Uh, chances are you're going to know somebody. That's a huge number of women suffering at the moment and they don't really need to. So back to the flushes. The other common symptoms, flushes, broken sleep. So the flushes can be really unrelenting. You know, you'll be sleeping and you'll just drift off after you know, not sleeping for nights and you'll go into this nice relaxed lull and then next thing you'll have a flush. And it can be terrifying, these on and off, on and off. You don't know if you're going to get sleep that night. And over time you end up very exhausted and very sleep deprived, which is no good for anybody, particularly not you. Uh, so insomnia is really common. Dry skin, itchy skin, dry vagina, low sex drive. The vagina itself can atrophy, can shrink. So sex can become very painful. And this is when your hormones aren't balanced. Don't panic, girls. Your hormones can balance again. But when you, if this affects you, um, it leads to all psychological sort of relationship issues as well because you might not feel like sex because the last time you bled or it really hurt. Um, and, you know, for a lot of women it's a no-go zone. The itchy skin can be like, you know, you've just been rolled in itchy weed or something. Your whole body can itch. The body aches, they even call them menopause body aches. Weight gain can seem to come on from nowhere. Exercising the same, 
doing, eating the same, and suddenly your belly's expanding and you feel you've got no control over it. Low energy, also very common, low sex drive and anxiety. Now, I want to tell you my story about menopause because I don't want you to think it's all doom and gloom. Like for those who are listening and they haven't hit the, cha- the change of life, you're probably going, holy smoke, how do we bypass this? Like can I just stay on the pill till I die, never have a period again? Can I go straight from the pill to HRT? These are all very normal and natural um, questions because it sounds like hell. There are very few women going around with those symptoms I've just identified going, oh, it's great fun, I'm enjoying this. They don't. It's hell. So let me tell you about my story. So uh, about seven years ago now, uh, I was travelling to Bali quite a lot and um, I was lying in bed. Uh, this went over about a phase of about a week and I just remember lying in bed going, oh, Struth, I'm sweating, you know, what's going on here? And by the fifth week I thought I had malaria. So I thought, you stupid girl, you've been lying in rice paddies too often and you've got malaria and that's what these sweats are. Then on about the seventh night I went, oh, you haven't had a period for three months. Maybe this is the pause. Maybe this is what everyone's talking about. So what I did, I thought, yeah, maybe this is menopause. I thought I was a bit young. It was kind of crazy because I was talking about menopause all the time with women, but I didn't think it would happen to me. I don't know why. I was a bit blindsided by it, but I really didn't think it would happen to me. Well, there, it does. It happens to every woman if she lives long enough and all those eggs are used, then it's just the next step. It's just a natural transition. So anyway, here I am sweating away, not enjoying it, um, realising it's not a virus, and I did a hair test and a saliva test. And I made this decision to make health the number one priority in my life. And when I made health the number one priority in my life, which it already was pretty close to, but I started saying no to social engagements. I thought I really need to clean up my eating, my exercise, everything, because I don't want this menopause to go on for five to ten years like I've heard about. I want to be done and dusted with it. If I'm not going to have periods anymore, fine. Let's just stop it and stop the symptoms and go to the next fun bit. And that's what I did. So I went through menopause in six weeks. Now, technically, you can't say you go through menopause in six weeks because menopause is 12 months since your last period. But I went through the symptoms and that adjustment phase in six weeks. And I know you can too. And in fact, I know you can because I've been helping women do this for years. And once you had the information, you can make some decisions and do what I did and make yourself number one and help your hormones balance. Now, remember the plan B that the body has, the adrenals, and how it was perfectly designed to start making that estrogen and progesterone? It does that from the adrenal glands. Now, your adrenal glands, and you can try this at home if you don't do this if you're driving, of course, keep your hands on the wheel, but if you're not, you can just put your hands behind you like little wings and tuck up under your ribs, and that's where your adrenal glands live. They live just on top of your kidneys. They're tiny little things, and they're just powerhouses. They're probably the size of your thumbnail, and they produce all sorts of hormones. I just realised I need to tell everyone what a hormone is. I'll refer to my other podcast for that. Uh, So the size of your thumb produces sugar hormones, not insulin, another one, blood pressure hormones, stress hormones, and it starts taking over the manufacture of your sex hormones after menopause. So they have a lot going on, those adrenal glands, and thank goodness they keep up most of the time. But if we get burnt out or if we don't put ourselves first or if we start caring about everyone else like the kids and not attending to our own needs, those adrenal glands can't take on the new role of also producing your sex hormones. And there'll be a lag phase. And that lag phase depends on you. 
that lag phase could be six weeks like it was for me or it could be six years or it could be 16 years. I've had women coming to me when they were 75 saying I'm still flushing and I'm still getting symptoms of menopause. And that kind of breaks my heart because someone at some point, no doubt they've sought out help, hasn't given them the right information and that's what I want to help you with. So if we can help our adrenals transition, then it should be pretty seamless. Now, the key thing, and I want to just break this down a little bit, the adrenal glands make our stress hormones. We're, we're designed to be up, stressed, or down, chilled, and relaxed. That's it. The body's always pushing to amplify our response, our stress response, or chill it out. Sympathetic, parasympathetic. Now, if our adrenals are always in that up response, our stress response, we use an incredible amount of hormonal energy. And if we're doing that to produce our adrenaline and noradrenaline and testosterone, guess what? Those beautiful little adrenal glands can't keep up. And then we want them to make estrogen and progesterone, they kind of go forget it. That's not going to happen. So burnout is one of the main reasons why women are suffering with menopause symptoms. Now, there are very shades of burnt out. You might be so flat that you can't get out of bed. You might be okay, but really need to address what you're doing. You might just need a two-week holiday, or you might find that if you had a couple of sleep-in opportunities, you'd catch up. Whatever you're doing at the moment, and if you're going through menopause and you've got symptoms, you need to pull back a little bit. Pull back and see how big the problem is. See what low-hanging fruit you can do and integrate into your life that will help your hormones balance quicker. Because I can tell you on the other side of, of menopause, it is super fun. No more periods, no more random moments where you're not prepared for a period. Um, you're infertile, which can be a whole stack of fun in the bedroom and lots of other things. So don't fear it, embrace it. And girls, we need to get on this because it's, it's great fun. Okay, so what are some of the things that you can do from home? Now, if I look at the things that uh, might spike or trigger a flush, these are the common things I've heard. And actually, I should just say here, can you believe that there's 33 recognised symptoms of hormones, of menopause? 33 recognised symptoms that get put down to menopause. So it's a huge amount. So I usually say to girls, if you're over the age of 45, something's changed, put it down to menopause. Your hormones aren't balanced. You need to check them out. Let's look at what triggers a flush. Spicy food, curries, chilies, those sorts of things that would naturally heat you can trigger a flush. Red wine, which is such a shame, seems to be a big trigger as well for many women. But don't worry, as I said, once you've got your hormones balanced, you can go back drinking beautiful pinots from all around the world. It's okay. Uh, hot foods, like just the heat in food. So curries, um, hot pots, soups, things like that can often precipitate a flush. Now, this is an interesting one. Red meats. Now, when I decided that I was going to put myself first and not be selfish but self first uh, to get through menopause the quickest way I could, I dropped red meats. I know as a nutritionist that red meat, pork, uh, pork fat, you know, those things take a lot of energy to digest and your body is trying to hormonally balance. You don't want to put extra burden on it in that, at that point in time. So sometimes going vegetarian or leaning more into the easier digestible proteins such as tofu, tempehs, beans, um, takes the burden off your body and it will really help you balance your hormones quicker. It doesn't have to be forever, but it will make a big difference. In fact, over the years I've had lots of women say to me they went vegetarian and they believe that that's the thing that fixed their menopause. 
I don't know, but I'm pretty sure it's about the energy that goes into breaking down certain foods. Now, vegetables are so important. This is uh, like a mini marathon for your body. If you've got symptoms, then it needs some help. It needs the best nutrient content that you can give your body. Go organic, start making that a thing. It's a non-negotiable. You start going to the markets. You meet the farmers who are the most important people in your life. You get to know those farmers on first name basis. You exchange some energy and love and they give you some great food in, in return. It's one of the most powerful things you'll be able to do for yourself through menopause. Now, the different coloured foods and veggies. Massive fan of broccoli. It would be a superfood through menopause. So uh, broccoli soup, I've got one in my eight-week life transformational program, which is pretty simple, the soup. Uh, but, you know, you can just steam broccoli, don't oversteam it, <laughs> keep it nice and green, uh, and anything that's green and leafy. So that includes all your Chinese veggies, um, your celeries, anything that's got a leaf on it, see that as a green leaf, and that helps your body find hormone balance. Why does it do that? It's a very good question. I'm glad you asked. Because hormones, when we're producing more hormones, we need lots of key components to make that hormone. Now, if we've got a deficit, which is why you're getting symptoms, you are obviously low in certain nutrients. Otherwise, you'd make those hormones. So we need to almost um, overwhelm your body with the most amazing nutrition you could ever possibly imagine. And the best way to do that is through rainbow-coloured vegetables. So making sure you get that spectrum of rainbows, the Oranges, the, hey, let's go from Roy Gabiv, red, orange, yellow, maybe greens, um, I think I said, um, blues, I don't know about blues, let's put blueberries in there, um, purple things. So make sure you get a spectrum of colours involved on your plate or throughout the day and certainly over the week you want to be covering off that rainbow coloured spectrum of vegetables. That way you'll ensure you get all your antioxidants all your key vitamins and minerals and anything else that your body requires to produce hormones. You could probably back down a little bit on the white foods, the breads, the milks, the flours, the rices, the pastas. They don't actually add a lot of nutritional content. They tend to be quite rich in calories and low in nutrients. Remember, we don't want to give your body extra work at the moment. We want to give it exactly what it needs. So stick to the rainbow veggies, poke bowls, beautiful salads, explore different recipes. So food alone can make a massive difference to how your body transitions. There's a couple of supplements that you might want to consider. Now, I would always recommend doing something like this with supervision because you can't see your body as others see them and you certainly can't see your body as a professional would see them. I think it's important to get some data, so to get a saliva test underway, a hair test, which will tell you what nutrients you're low in. But these are some of the supplements people might be started on when they're going through the change of life, menopause. Uh, I'm a big fan of tyrosin. Now, tyrosin is an amino acid, so it's um, a protein that helps produce those hormones. Taurine is another amino acid, and in fact, taurine can help significantly with nighttime flushes. If you're having problems sleeping, some of my favourite herbs, and remember this is general information only. I don't want you running to the health food shop and bouncing around the, the cupboards just dragging through all these supplements into your, your shopping bag. I want you to do it just mindfully and with some supervision, but at least you know what supplements might be able to help you. So adrenal herbs can be really powerful. These are your ginsengs. These are your rhodiolas, your gotacola, um, your, sh your shizandra. These are naturally occurring herbs and you can get them as teas. 
which are very safe and wonderful to have on the, the kitchen shelf, and they can help your adrenals to do that catch-up and that help with those uh, hormones, the hormone deficit that you're currently going through or don't want to go through. Now, when it comes to your lifestyle, it's super important to just declutter, denature and start, start saying no. If you've never said no before, now is the perfect time to start saying no, okay? Now, <laughs> you might have to rehearse that one. I know when I started saying no, it was really tough. I remember I sat down in the car and I looked in the revision mirror, I started going, you know, imagining someone asking something, I'd be like, um, uh, no, sorry, can't do that. I'm really sorry, I wish I could, you know, skirted around it. But the word is really simple, no. So start practicing the word no. When your children ring you and they want you to start, you know, saving them from a financial crisis, even though they've got a full-time job, I want you to say no. Darling, I'd love to, but no, it's now time for you to stand on your own two feet and you to find your wings and no. So start saying no as regularly as you're saying yes. That'll help you save some energy. In terms of your bed, now I've already touched on the fun that you're going to start having in the bedroom if you're not already, um, but start looking at these, the materials that you're using in your life, the sheets, the pillows, because if you're using synthetics, chances are it's going to accentuate some of your flushing. So look at products like hemp or bamboo that are more natural and will allow your body not to overheat. In terms of clothing, uh, I, I make jokes about moo-moos, but they're pretty comfortable apparently. I'm never going to wear a moo-moo. That's just an in-house joke. If you come on a retreat, I'll tell you about the moo-moo thing. Uh, but you want items that aren't tight. You don't want to be wearing stockings. You want things that are natural so your body can, if it needs to heat up, will heat up but can rapidly cool down. You want items of clothing that you can take on and off so you're not just stuck in the one hot outfit all day flushing perpetually. So you need to be flexible in your clothing and go as natural as you can. Now in terms of exercise, it's a time in your life where dragging tyres won't get greater results. In fact, dragging tyres is going to stop your adrenals being able to catch up and catch up with that hormone deficit. So all that hardcore heavy boot camp style exercise Put it on the shelf for now while you're going through menopause. Let your hormones catch up. And then if you still feel inclined once you're through menopause to pick up those activities, do so then. But let your body have a little catch up during the transition. Big fan of restorative activities, things like, you know, restorative yoga. It doesn't have to be hardcore yoga. Stretching, Pilates, walking on the beach, swimming in the ocean. Some exercise, yes, but not hardcore exercise just while your hormones catch up. And then on the other side of menopause, one of the most important things you'll be able to do for your body and health is to exercise. So if you're not exercising now, get ready because I will be, you know, I'll be encouraging you to exercise once again like a foundation like nutrition is. If you can, this is a big one I've noticed, women are getting hooked on social media they think that they're contributing some way by being aware of what's going on around the world and some of the stories are quite traumatic. That extra five hours a day you're doing on social media means that your body is not being able to hormonally find balance. So start limiting it. Drop it down to an hour a day. Obviously this podcast does not get on the drop list, it stays in the in list, but other things need to be just pulled back. Start going to bed early. Healthy sleeping habits, which we're going to discuss in a podcast coming up soon. 
And I think that's all. If you've got any questions, please, we'd love to have them in the comments and I'll get around to addressing them. And mm, I didn't think of a finish there. Yeah, let me do a call to action. Yeah. So if I've said anything there that's um, excited you and you know that you can do this yourself, maybe your foundations are there already or you need to take on board some of those lower-hanging fruit things I was talking about, eating better, taking time out for you, maybe dropping some red meats and you also really want to know where you're at now, you can't go past the saliva test. In fact, on the website I've got a saliva test and a hormone, uh, a hair test. In fact, on the website I've got a saliva test and a hair test and a 60-minute consultation with me so we can see exactly where your body's at and help you plan out the next few weeks so you go through this quickly. Don't let this become a five- to six-year gig. Find out what your hormones are, help them balance, and you can do this naturally, powerfully, and yourself. If you really like this podcast, we'd love it if you left a review either on Spotify or Apple. Um, the links for everything I mentioned are down below. And please tell your girlfriends about this because they're not broken and you might be the voice that empowers them to make change and transition through this really naturally and easily.